0: Welcome to the Courage To Podcast. Each episode, I have the privilege of having a conversation with someone who exemplifies living a life of courage. And my hope is that through hearing their stories, you will be encouraged. And to be encouraged literally means to give heart or strength or courage. So as we start this episode, I hope that by the end, you'll have received strength and heart to continue on in your journey of living a life of courage. So, today's episode is slightly different, but also not slightly different. So, I have a conversation with Rommel, and this uh, episode was actually sparked by a school project that I had to do. So, um, part of this project was to interview someone who was a refugee that came to Canada, and I somehow had convinced my professor to get out of writing a paper and doing a podcast episode. Now, what you're going to hear is the full conversation, except in my mind you're actually not getting the full conversation because i ended up having tea with them and his him and his family for like another hour after we recorded so i feel like there's still more that i really wish i could have shared but my uh, school project is going to look a little bit different that i'm handing in but his story is just too good not to share and i think anybody coming to canada from another country especially coming as a refugee is incredibly it's a, incredibly courageous thing and uh, his story is proof of that and how he perceives life how he's um, adjusting the things that he's had to face so i hope that as you hear this conversation that he and i have um, though for a school project um, i'm just pumped that we were able to also get uh, an episode out of this for the courage 2 podcast because he is someone who uh, would be defined as living a life of courage so here we go this conversation with rommel Well, Rammel, welcome here to this conversation. It's good to kind of chat about your story and where you're at in life. And um, I'm very curious as to what your experience has been like. So to start off, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, where you work, where you live, all that fun stuff?
1: Okay. Hi, Madison. And you are welcome to come to our home. Uh, I hope my English will help me to... Serve you today. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. My name is Romel Khiyo. Uh I came from Syria. I'm forty years old. Uh, I married uh, one woman. Her <laughs> name is Nora and I have three kids. Uh, we came uh, to Canada in 2020. It was the last plane uh, come from Lebanon to canada on 16th of march and the next day the airport was closed
0: Wow. yes
1: yeah, so uh, we were very worried about we will get there or not because all the time we were thinking about uh, the COVID and the uh, situation in, in lebanon uh, the other uh, people uh, after us they they are uh, they should come on 18th of uh, March, it was canceled their flights. So we wow. came on, six, on sixteen and on uh, eighteen was canceled. And they didn't get here after maybe two months or three months ago. Wow. So yeah, we were very thankful for God that he helped us to get here at that time. It was the last plan. And uh, uh, yeah, we came from Syria to, to Lebanon, um, because we are a refugee, so we have to be in another country before we come to, to Canada. Uh, yeah, the situation here was very bad, uh, and we were thinking about the future of the kids more than other things else. Uh, so we moved to Lebanon. We lived there about one year and a half, then we, we got here. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay, I have to go back to your comment about you're married to one woman. Is that yeah. culturally relevant? <laughs> is, that, is, yeah. is polygamy a big thing in yeah, Syria? Th-
1: this is like a joke we said because as a Christian, we live in, in Arab countries, Islamic countries, mm-hmm. and they are, uh, uh, the law there gave them the opportunity to marry four, four. men at, at one time. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you are married yes. to one woman, and yeah, we are proud of woman. that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As question, we said that as like a joke. Yeah,
0: because yeah. Huh. Yeah, like, here you wouldn't even think about saying that, but you emphasized that, which was interesting. Yeah. So what was life like in Syria, and why did you choose to leave? So you mentioned that like, you wanted to leave for your kids, yeah. but what was the rationale behind that?
1: Uh, it's a long story. Actually, I didn't want to to uh, to leave Syria. Uh, I was serving with a church there, and our serving was very uh, good at that time. Uh, because uh, when the uh, the situation became very bad in uh, in Syria, as a Christian, we need to share the gospel with people. Uh, that's make us opportunity to share it with Muslims. Mm-hmm. Because that time the the government wasn't strong enough to, for example, to deal with us about this. Because it's uh, they they will prevent us to to do that. Um,
0: prevent how?
1: It's it's very easy to put you in, in jail. It's very okay. easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I I remember one day I don't know if that's possible to talk it here, but. Uh, uh, when I uh, when I know Jesus uh, in 2010, uh, a government or some from security sent uh, sent to me as uh, somebody and he told me that if you try to share gospel with uh, other people, we will put you in jail. Mm-hmm. So I told them that time it's okay. There are some people in jail; they have to listen to to hear about Jesus. And nobody then um, uh, should uh, deal with me about this. So this was the situation that one thing of, of uh, too many things, but explosions were there, uh, Kidnapped people was there. And uh, uh, one time, for example, I was driving my motorcycles with two friends with me. We were coming from distributing food bags for people. Uh, and uh, a car with uh, some armed people, four armed people came and attacked us. But uh, God uh, helped us, nothing happened to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they shot me, but the the bullet didn't come on me. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I I fell down on the ground, but nothing happened. So, and a lot of things happened like this. For example, one time, Uh, My wife and my brother also were very close to an explosion. And in that explosion, uh, my aunt's husband died there in that explosion. So uh, uh, it wasn't a safe place to to live there. But uh, because we are serving God, we were bearing everything. So, uh, but uh, I have a, a person here in Canada, he told me to come to Canada and he, he said, we can do that for you. And all the time I was refused to do that mm. uh, because I said, I have a work here and I have, we are serving God with the church and that, so and so on. And he's a, also, he's a Christian here. He's from North Park Church.
0: Is this, is this Mansour?
1: Mansour. Yeah, good guy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, He told me that I think five years ago, Uh, but that time I asked him if you need somebody to come here to the church and help the people that are coming here to serve them, or you just told me that because the situation in Syria is bad. When he told me, no, no, because the situation is very bad, you can't come here for your family. I said, no, God will, will help us. And we were thinking about the situation become better and better, but it was, became worse and worse. Mm. So, um, uh, two years or three years and a half ago, uh, I I talked to him for my family to come here, not my family, I mean, my mom and brothers to come to Canada. Uh, And he said, uh, we don't have an opportunity now. I will try but I want you to come, then you will uh, do the papers or the documents for your family, for your mother and brothers. I said, no, I don't want to come just for my family. And he was insisting me to come first. So one day when uh, it was the day that I have to take the decision, I was coming from uh, a city. Its name is Kubane, which is uh, Kurdish people there and are Islamic uh, place, and uh, we share gospel with uh, people there. And there was ten people, Islam Muslims became Christians, so we baptized them. And I was coming back uh, to to Qamishli. It was about three or four hours uh, far from from Qamishli, my, my city. The same day, I have to, to tell to give the decision to uh, uh, to Mansour and tell tell him that yes, I want to come or no, I no I won't because the next day he was uh, he has a he had a meeting with the with the church to to start with this. Uh, so he called me at that time and I said no, I'm very happy today we come from this and this happened to us. Uh, he said, it's okay. Could you ask the pastor that is with you? The pastor was from here, from Canada, came and helped us with this. Mm. And he said, uh, he's, he's, he's also from Middle East, he's not uh, Canadian, uh, but he's he lived, uh, uh, he lived here a long time ago. Uh, he said to me, ask him how is the life here in Canada and how you can serve God and Kurdish people and Muslims all around the, the world when you, when you got your passport, Canadian passport. So uh, I said, okay, I will ask him. When I asked him, he said to me, um, I can't give you uh, any advice. You have, this is a personal things. Uh, there are many people that uh, go to Canada and their service became very weak. And there are other people who became very strong. Mm. So I can say that this is, he said, there is this, there is a good uh, door open for you in front of you to go to Canada. And also, I see that uh, God is working in, in this area a lot. Yeah, so I was very confused here. <laughs> he didn't give <laughs> me an answer. So he told me that take your Bible, pray, and uh, uh, let God lead you. I said, "Okay, you didn't help me, but I will do." <laughs> that day, I I couldn't sleep till I was uh, worked till four a.m. and all the time I was praying, uh, asking God to lead me. What what's the uh, the good decision I had to do to to take? Mm, but no answer from God, nothing, Uh, He did to me a lot, for many things, He gave me what to do, but for this decision I didn't hear anything, Um, Mm. and I was fighting with Him (laughs) uh, for for five hours. Uh, but uh, at the end, I don't want to make this very long, it's a very long story, but at the end, I imagined that my, my son, Najeeb is coming to me and he's became, uh, uh, became old older and he said to me, we had uh, a good future for us in Canada. But you refuse to give, that, give us this future because of your God. Hmm. So I hate you and hate your God. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, a shock for me when I imagined that. And uh, <clears throat> I take the decision according to this. Yeah I said to Noora, "Please help me with this. Do you want me to take this decision to go to Canada? Nohar's family, my wife, all of them are here. Mm-hmm. Just one brother is in, in Lebanon now. Uh, so she wants, uh, she wanted all the time to come here. But all the time she said, you will have, you, you have to take the decision, not me. I don't want to push you to do something. Maybe you don't want to do it. So that time said, I said to her again, I asked her two times, three times. What I have to say to this person, yes or no? She said, uh, at, at the end, I, I wrote a message for Mansoul that I'm coming and it's okay. Uh, and I shot it to Tonora and said, Send or no? He, she said, Yes. Hmm. I did send and I was, I slept uh, that night and I was thinking about. Uh, Uh, Next day, I will uh, get up and uh, I will have bad feelings how I did this. But what happens, it was against this. Mm. I have a peace and I I am trying to make myself, uh, my feeling is bad, but it wasn't. Mm. Uh, And our journey to to go to Lebanon was very, very easy. We got house there and uh, I start work there. I have got a job there. Uh, I, w- I wasn't thinking about anything about my life in, in the future because I know that God will, will help me mm-hmm. in every step. Uh, many people said to me, how you will go there? How you will uh, live there? You don't have money. You don't have uh, work. Many things. I said, I, I didn't care about this. I know God is, will be with me. Yeah, when I got there three months and I got a, a very good job with uh, an, a Christian uh, organization, Open Doors, hmm. uh, and it was a very a good opportunity to me to develop my English a little bit because they were, uh, we all the time we were speaking English and to make... Uh, uh emails we send emails in english and communicate mm-hmm. with each other uh, most of the time in english so that's helped me to to improve a lot of my english mm-hmm. uh, so from and the, we got here yeah
0: from the time that you told Mansour, yes i'm coming yeah. to getting to lebanon what was how like how quick was that
1: uh three months
0: okay is that yeah. normal
1: yeah I, I told him i can't go now i have a lot of things to do i have to uh, to uh to transfer it's uh, yeah to transfer everything in my hand with the Mm -hmm. church because i got too many things for example the relief project i was the manager of the relief project i have to give everything to another person and uh, at least to train to training to teach another person to do, to take this mm-hmm. and uh, many other things because I was a teacher too in in Syria so I have mm-hmm. to to tell the government that I, I want uh, to stop and uh, yeah too many things yeah and they and I have some stuff at home I have to sell them mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have uh, a home there a house I mean I uh, we have a rent house we had a rent house there so. Uh, It wasn't that uh, that difficult to leave things, as things, Mm -hmm. house or anything else, but it was the relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So then you moved to Lebanon, and how long you were there for a year and a half. Yeah. And then what was the process like while there, getting all your paperwork and everything organized to come to Canada? Like was that pretty smooth or were there lots of hiccups?
1: uh it's uh, yeah it was just the time we have to wait okay. yeah uh, the first thing we got to uh, a meeting one of them is just to collect all the information from us and uh, uh, listen to our history how we come uh, to uh, to Syria and why we want to go to Canada uh, then they collect uh, this was an organization collect everything and give it to the embassy mm-hmm. then after that embassy called us after, uh, six months, and we did uh, the first uh, meeting with them. Then after that, we were just waiting for the visa and waiting for the. Uh, okay, so just yeah. a lot of waiting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then you came to Canada, the day basically before the pandemic. So not only are you moving your family to a whole new country and a whole new culture with. A new language but also in a pandemic yeah that would have been weird that's an added layer yeah so what was it like for you when you got here like what was going through your head
1: yeah actually i feel that i'm i reborn again <laughs>
0: oh explain that more
1: yeah i i i got here and i was very thankful i start singing a song thank thanks god about it and um
0: because you felt like you were in a safe place or that it all came through? Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, everything, okay. everything, yeah. Uh, I was thankful for him that I came from, I was thinking about the, the past two years, what's happened and the, all this years, what happened to me, all this uh, journey and how he was uh, mm-hmm. saving me and uh, uh, my life and my family uh till we got to the lebanon i was thinking about all these things mm. when i was getting here i was coming from toronto to here from the airport to london all these um, thoughts was in my in my mind and i was looking here where am, am i i look at everything was different for me the shape of the houses is different mm-hmm. so uh the Long trucks that was past us. <laughs> I said I was saying, saying to my brother uh, because I have my brother here. He came, so I didn't tell you that after that month could the church could help my my mom and my brother to come here with us too. Uh-huh, but not not with us. Uh, actually, my brother came before us three months. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, and mom came with us too. So, uh, yeah, so I told my, uh, my brother, look here, I feel that I'm in a carton films. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> because yeah, the, the houses here is the same that we have was we were um, watching cartons. <laughs> yeah, and the tracks look how, how much is uh, clean and shiny and like this. So, yeah, a uh, lot of trees and when we got here in, uh, in London, we are just living in. I told them, my friends in Syria and Lebanon. They asked me how is there. I take pictures for the here and said <laughs> I'm living in a forest, but there are some houses on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was amazing. So, um, yeah, this was my feelings that we will start a new life. Uh, there are some. Uh, some thoughts, but I know that there is there are some people waiting for us and they will, and they are brothers and sisters mm-hmm. they will help us uh, to, to pass every uh, difficulties in, in, in new life. So I wasn't thinking about, not worried about uh, the new life, but uh, uh, the most thing as I was worried about it is the communication. Mm. The communication is the first thing um, any refugees will come here, will think about communications, about the language, uh, about the culture, about everything. But uh, for me was, yeah, the the language. If I got good language, if I listen and hear people and uh, I know how to to communicate with people, that will make it very, very easy for for us. Yeah, so uh, it was easy to come here and uh, it was very quiet very slow because hmm. everything was closed uh, we we were expecting that uh, many people from the church will be here and uh, would make a very big meal here to to have to celebrate all of us together but to, we we couldn't do that we come just alone there was just uh, one person who's my uh, family sponsor david and marlene you know they might be oh yeah yeah so David was, uh, was here, um, uh, and, uh, later we met Marlin too. So, uh, they help us a lot and mm. they are, till now they are helping us. Mm. Uh, we got two years now. So next month on 16th of March, we will got two years. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it, it was very quiet, um, uh, 14 days, we are just stay at home. We can't communicate. We can't go to the market. But we, we tried just to discover the the area here. So mm-hmm. just we walk here to the park here and to the river here. I check the map and said there is a river here because I I lived in a in a in a country uh, countryside which has a river there, uh, and I. Um, I lived all my life in this uh, river swimming and uh, yeah, as a child.
0: So that must have been a sense of comfort for you to have something like familiar yeah. in a way.
1: Yeah. It, when, we, uh, when, I get, uh, when I went there, I tried to smell. Uh, it wasn't the same. Yeah, you know that uh, there is a smell of the river, of the nature. I was just many to, to feel, to remember my childhood in Syria. Uh, there was differences, not mm-hmm. the same, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, uh, that didn't make me uh, sad, but something confused. That oh, yeah. uh, just I uh, remember uh, many things from from Syria, yeah. Mm-hmm. This will uh, that make us uh, so. Your memory will, will be with you. It's, you'll, you'll not forget uh, mm-hmm. anything about this. This will be somehow painful for you, but uh, uh, according to uh, throw everything behind you and just look at the future will help you more. Will help you more. So I try to not to mix these things together. Just keep to keep that. This is my old life and I have a new life here. Mm. Yeah, just keep that as a good memories, but not to try to take the same memories here. It's, it's something different. Mm. Yeah, so from that time, it was the first day set here in Canada. Yeah.
0: So you had talked about communication being a big thing. What was that like for you in terms of? Communication with a new language, um, did you find that an easy kind of transition? Or um, the other one would also be like, the cultural communication is big. Um, So what were some of the things that you faced kind of maneuvering and figuring those out?
1: As I told you, it was, the, the life was going on very slowly that time so I'm just trying to, to discover things. I don't have uh, a lot of information. As a refugee, when you come here from, from uh, a country like in, in, from Middle East, from Syria, for example, and I didn't live in Damascus, for example, in the capital. I, I, I lived in, in another city very far from capital, so it's not that big city so for example here i i didn't use uh for example visa card or debit card i didn't didn't have anything in the bank mm. i don't have any uh, uh uh information about banks uh the the laws here is very different than than in syria so there are a lot of things so i i don't know from where to start David and Marlene try to give us uh, the opportunity to discover these things slowly, slowly, because everything was closed. We want to go to the bank, it was closed. We want want to go to the Service Canada, it's closed. We want to do something for electricity, for something. Uh, Everything was closed that time. Mm -hmm. So it was going online, everything, and we didn't communicate with people. Uh, But uh, uh, we try to What's the word that you said? Adjust here. We we, we adjust the the life here uh, because we we choose to come and we know what we are a little bit expecting because my brother was here and we we know many other people that lived here. But it was still uh, something strange for us. We have to discover everything and we have to involve in everything to, to understand. So, because this became uh, start very slowly, at the beginning I I felt a little bit boring. So uh, I want I want to start uh, working. So at that time I I um, uh, met Pastor Matthew Eckert uh, from North Park. I visit him in the church. We talk a lot about uh, the new life here about. uh, about work and he found uh, a job for me uh, yeah and i in syria i was thinking about i i love uh, I, I like to work in carpenter and in wood and these things but i don't have an opportunity to do that because i was a teacher and i have to uh, uh to work all the time with that so when I come here and he told me that there is this opportunity, and when I said, Carpenter, oh, I like that. <laughs> oh God, do you want me to do that? <laughs> and when I start that, it was uh, uh, amazing, but I discovered something is different in the culture here. I start here to know the life here, to discover the culture, which is, for example, in, in Syria, when you are working anywhere, if if you are still working in a factory big factory and you are st- stopping in a line and doing uh, some job uh, you still have a relationship with the people with with you mm. and you have uh, you have fun in the in the, uh, the work you make joke or you laugh with each other mm. when i start here because my English is not, wasn't that good, and uh, the American accent here was horrible for me. I couldn't understand, so I get a headache at the end of the day. Mm. And uh, uh, I saw that people, each one is working alone. For example, that uh, Tom is working there, uh, the other parties, the, another one is working there alone, and I have to do this one thing alone. So I was just alone doing something as a machine. Mm. So I said no I don't want to, I don't want to be like this so I, I talked to Sebastian uh, our brother, and t- told him about this said I, I'm happy to work with uh, this uh, job but the environment here is uh, I didn't like it too, mm-hmm. too much so for for one two weeks I, I stopped like it's what I'm doing here mm. Yeah. And uh, you know the memories and the mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in in uh, in the church in, in Syria all these uh, relationships we visit each other we kidding uh, uh, we make joys, we have fun with each other so uh, every we are, all the time we are working but we have fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, the this beginning of the to go to involve in the culture here and to discover that and to see. The, the other things What the neighbors here. Till now, I didn't know any of the neighbors here. Mm. The one that I know is was this neighbor here, and uh, uh, he moved from here. That one because uh, every morning I say hi to him, and in the backyard, he sometimes he says hi to me, and we make a small conversation with each other about the work here. And then one day I was, for instance, I was uh, uh, mowing the, the loan here and uh, I saw that the, uh, his loan is very high and he didn't have time to do it. So, and I was doing, doing my lawn, so I said, okay, I will do his too. But I couldn't do that before I asked him. In Syria no you can't do everything without asking your neighbor if you are doing mm. something good mm-hmm. so i asked him is it possible to do your loan because maybe you don't have time he said what I said i am sorry but just if can i help you with this he said oh yeah, yeah i will be very thankful to do mm-hmm. it i said oh, okay <laughs> he, he left the home and i did it and he was very thankful for that. It's almost like and you
0: needed that permission yeah, he gave me the permission yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. to do to do it. But at the beginning, I was very um, careful to, to do these things because I heard and I saw, I saw that, yeah. Example, I don't know. As, as mm-hmm. I said, I don't know any one of this. Maybe maybe sometimes say hi, but mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. In Syria, no. In Syria, we have, for example, when somebody came uh, to our neighborhood all the neighbors come and visit him and say, you are welcome to be here with us. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so here you will feel some, the, the you will feel the, the cool or cold in the relationships between people. This is different. This makes you, uh, I'm not that comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you try to be the first one to do things, maybe you will expect that, people they didn't like that, they don't like that. So you'll stop. You'll uh, give the opportunity to other people to, to communicate with you. Uh, yeah, so these two things I found him, found that there is difficulties in, in the culture, mm. in work, for example, uh, and in, uh, in the relationships with the uh, neighbors. Hmm. These two things, yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be tricky. Like even as you said before, like when you would go to work, you would have a headache at the end of the day.
1: Because of the English, because of the, I didn't understand the people very well and uh, the name of the tools, uh, everything. And another thing I want to add here, uh, the people, for example, the Canadian one, um, because they are busy and they are working, they didn't feel uh, how you feel as, as a, a refugee as a new one that mm-hmm. come here so maybe you you will uh, somebody will ask you something to to do and they expecting uh, too many things for example mm-hmm. roman do you know no i don't know do you know these things no i don't know i'm new here i don't know the the names of the tools i don't know the places I don't know anything in London. I am here just for a couple months, mm-hmm. and I came in this uh, situation. So, um, uh, and you have to deal with. Uh, after that, we have to deal with a lot of information here in Canada. You have a lots, a mm-hmm. lot, a lot of information, and uh, you you put everything in in um, in plans. In Syria, we we live day. Mm-hmm. by day, mm-hmm. because we can't plan, because we don't know the future, because uh, the situation is uh, is not that good, uh, because uh, many things are against you, is not with with you. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I want to do, I want, don't want to say that, but sometimes you feel that the government is not with you, it's against you. Mm. So, and here is different. Here there are, you have a lot of opportunities, and you have to choose and you have to choose uh, to, to think how to choose and you have to, you have, to have a lot of inf- information about these things to put yourself in a good position in, mm-hmm. in the life to start, to start uh, right. So, and when you come here and, for example, I, I got two or three mails. And I go through them. When I read a uh, half page, I have a headache because my English is not good. I don't know what what's saying here. I mm-hmm. don't I don't know what what are, they are speaking about. Uh, there, I have to send everything to to David. David, what what they want from me to do here? What mm-hmm. <laughs> these things? So, so try to imagine that I got mails from bank, from transportation, from school, uh, for example, calls from school to, for the kids, uh, bills, uh, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You have to, to go through all of them and to know all of them. And you don't want to make any mistakes because some mistakes you will take all of your money, maybe sometime. Yeah. So uh, this, is, this is very, uh, you, you use the word tricky
0: tricky yeah
1: tricky yeah yeah I learned it now so <laughs> yeah it's very tricky uh, and uh, yeah so these things communicate with each other and it is uh, like uh, a weight on your shoulders mm. so every day I come here I have headache I have uh, uh, I want just to, to lay down and to, to get but with time with, when you uh, for example, improve your language when you know uh, how things is going on, try to understand everything. Uh, but you don't have to make a comparison between what you know now and what you
0: mm-hmm. uh, know
1: before. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, although English, for example, I learned there a British English and British Syrian English is different than British English too. <laughs> 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 so I you come here and for example, when one day me and Nora were went to the, the market and the girl there said to me, uh, "Have a good one." <laughs> I asked, we looked at, at Nora and say I looked at Nora and say, "What she said? Uh, she, she said, good, have, uh, have a good one." So, what does that mean? Have a good <laughs> one. <laughs> My... I, I have a good day, it's okay. Yeah And here for example, something else, uh, just for a joke, it's, uh, when me and Nohra, for example, said to me, I love you, in, in our in Syrian in a Syrian language, for example, as a kidding with her, I told her, it's no problem. Okay, so here, when you said to somebody, thank you, he said, no problem or no worries. No problem, no worries. It's the same as my mind when I said to Nohra, for example, Nora said to me, I love you. And I said to her, no problem the same in my mind you huh. know that yeah you understand that yeah yeah so when somebody said to you thank you so no problem so, what no problem thank you it's, you are welcome for example it makes sense for me yeah, yeah, but yeah. no problem it didn't make sense to me interesting right? yeah it's, so these <gasps> these things uh you will try to to figure them to 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 understand what's going on here
0: yeah were there things where, like for me, as yeah. I've lived in Canada my whole life, yeah. like I wouldn't even pick up on some of those things because I'm just so used to it. But it's it's the we don't know that we have these cultural pieces and yeah. things that we say until you know you come here and you're like mm, this huh. doesn't make sense. I'm like yeah. oh yeah, it probably doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's exactly. interesting. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know what you're not aware of until someone else makes you aware of it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think those are really helpful things to hear because you would think, like, okay, someone is coming to Canada and they're moving here. Let's just get them set up with how the banking works and let's get the kids in school and ESL classes and, you know, put all these like supports in place, which is very, very helpful. But then you don't consider the the exhaustion that comes with it like the headache because you have to fight so hard to yeah. try and understand the language or yeah. the cultural pieces that you're like oh this is new what does this mean Oh the neighbors don't talk to each other okay what does that mean for my life now yeah and there's this switch of exactly. okay how do I do this and that that would be exhausting yeah. to do that
1: yeah
0: and I and I love your optimism of you know one day, it's going to be easier and one day we'll yeah. figure it out. But yeah. there's still that, how do I figure this out? And I'm just going to, I almost have to like figure out, oh, it's not a whole new way of life, but like, does the idea of identity resonate with you? Like you have to, to have a new identity in terms of how you live or like, how would you describe that? Uh, like, Can you feel like you can be yourself here or did you have to change who you are? based on the culture. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, I, I got that. Uh, no, you, I, I feel that I can be myself, uh, but what I'm doing it is different now. Uh, what, 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 I, uh, what I'm thinking about is different. So I have to switch mm. uh, how I was thinking there and how I was, I was acting there uh, to the to the new life here, so I have to, for example, sometimes when uh, when a company, for example, telephone company or insurance or uh, all those schools, for example, try to call me. I sometimes I stopped and so I don't want to, to to deal with people with phone. So all mm-hmm. the time I ask, just send me email, so I can translate, I can understand and. Uh, uh, this uh, this I have to to to, um, to deal with it more. I have to be more to have uh, more confident to go through these things and to listen and to, to act. But because uh, you will feel that there is pressure on you. So I am in work and uh, somebody from school need to talk with me on telephone. Uh, for example, last week I was in, in the hospital because of stone in my kidney and there is a doctor who wants to, to call me and to give me an appointment. Uh, the bank wants something else f- from me. So, um, this uh, lot of things, I mean, the lot of information that you got, make your life simple, yeah. Yeah, in, in, in one side make your simple and in other, in other side make it complicated. so you sometimes you don't have a time for yourself mm. uh, or to get uh, rest uh, because for example in Saturday and uh, Sunday I have to go through all the emails, all the things that I have or the appointments and arrange them. Uh, which is in, in, in Syria, I did, don't need to do that, mm-hmm. so everything was simple, I know what's what's happening here, I I, I know what, what uh, I can expect what is coming in, in for example, couple weeks, mm-hmm. uh, but here, no, you have to be, uh, because you have, you got a lot of information, you have to manage them and you have to uh, deal with them, uh, because, uh, I mean, speak English here in my family. Just Nohra has uh, her English is uh, not bad, but it still can't uh, take something from this any paper. Any mm-hmm. I have to look at it and how to to figure it. So because I'm alone and I have to do to all to do all of this. Yeah, it make me uh, tired and. Uh, but i i don't feel that i i'm not uh, uh, acting as as you said myself i didn't express myself and um, but i i have to to deal with it in mm. in, uh, in a clever way hmm. yeah you have to be very smart how to to deal to deal with all of these things together work and school banks uh, <laughs> uh, insurance, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of things. But yeah. you have to be very smart to do with everything. And although you have to put on on the top of this, for example, uh, my serving in the church, because there I, I'm I'm a servant of God and I give mm. my life to Him. So I serve in the in the, in the church now. I go to the West London Church. Mm. There is an Arabic service there. Okay. So uh, I'm preaching sometimes there. I'm singing sometimes there. Me and Noora, for example, uh, we try to make some. Uh, uh, we try to to keep the Christian people together, not to separate here because the culture, because of the war, because of the these things. Because that happens. Mm. That's happened. The people that are coming from uh, from Middle East, for for example, uh, to here. Uh, they spend a lot of time in work so they they became they came back from their i don't say faith but the relationship between brothers and sisters mm. you will find many difficulties you will find that there is problems between them so we are trying to solve these problems too so mm. we have family family in the church family here work school so a lot. It's it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a, a lot for a new refugees that come, and I, I have here two years. Uh, for two years, I see that I, uh, I'm doing very well till now. Mm. Yeah, I'm doing very well. Uh, it's make me tired a little bit, but. I know that in the future will be better and better when my kids uh, grow up uh, they will know English better than me (laughs) and uh, for example my wife is uh, learning English now and she will got her car for example so she can do many things, can take something from me. Yeah.
0: So you've got hope. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. All the time I have hope. I know that God will will do everything.
0: We've got the the big hope. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. So, final question for you, because I feel like this is, yeah, this is really amazing to hear you share. Um, Besides having an awareness for Canadians, so like myself, when a new refugee is coming to Canada, besides being aware of the fact that you're probably emotionally exhausted and trying to figure everything out, is there anything else that you would want Canadians to know about what it's like and how to best walk with someone who just comes to Canada?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, actually, if you think about all of the, these things that I said, so the, I'm asking my brother and sisters in Canada, and just be careful with, uh, with dealing with refugees because he's new. He's new, everything is new for him. Mm -hmm. Everything is new for him. So don't deal with him that he's know everything. No, he didn't didn't know anything. He's just like a baby. So deal with him, with information uh, especially, uh, very slowly and uh, try to make everything very simple and clear, Mm. simple and clear. Uh, Because sometimes a lot of information Uh, it make it simple, but it will not be clear, it became complicated. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For example, when I read uh, one page about something, I can give you one page about something and I can give you two, three sentences about this. You can understand uh, the, uh, the things from this. But the, all the details here, yeah, you, it will give you a big picture about these things. But it's still too much mm. for me to understand, mm. right? So, give us the the, the, the simple uh, information at the beginning uh, of the live, uh, and the most important thing. So we we know, for example, where to start or have, how to start from the beginning. Then. Step by step, we will learn how to go in the details and uh, to mm-hmm. figure out the other things.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> for sharing your story and for sharing just insight into, especially these last two years of what that's been like. And yeah. uh, Thank um, you so much.
1: I think I talk a lot, but... Uh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to to express everything. Uh, yeah. Maybe sometimes I use long sentences just to express small things, but...
0: I feel like we all do that, Yeah, (laughs) it's all good. Um, Yeah, but I think for me, one of the the things that I am like thinking through as you're talking is like, I don't even, I'm not always even aware of how we do things because we just do it, right? So if I were to describe, banking is a bad example because I'm not at all interested in financial stuff, but if you were, to come here and I was to describe like how banks work here, I would just be like, oh yeah, here's all the things. Not realizing, oh, no, we actually do things a certain way and being aware of that, the fact that we do things a certain way. So it's almost like, I almost feel like there's a benefit to us having experiences, like Canadians having experiences that that force you to think about um, how you do things differently, so that you can then better explain it to other people. Because yeah. um, we're not always
1: aware of those things. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: anyway, thank you for thank doing you. this and thank for sharing. And you. it's very, very valuable.
1: Yeah.